Well, welcome to the latest ASA podcast with me, Dr. Chris Keel. Gosh, we've been doing these for a while, and it's been nice that I'm getting questions from the members, so please keep that up. It, it makes it a whole lot easier for me to focus in on what it is you're interested in rather than whatever arcane, foolish economic thing is bothering me at the moment. So I'm going to spare you some of that and talk about two questions that kind of came together. They're kind of related. One is, how much do you think the Fed will raise interest rates in the next year? And related to that, will mortgage rates go down this year? Is it better or worse to buy a house in a recession? So without getting too deep into the weeds of economic theory, but it's relevant as far as what the Fed is doing, there is a notion among central banks that the neutral rate of interest is 1%. This is a rate that is not low enough that it really stimulates a lot more activity and it's not high enough that it has any real impact on inflation, so it's neutral. The assumption for literally decades is that 1% is that neutral rate. But there are now conversations around the potential to change that to 2%. There's not a lot of consensus yet, but there's sort of an observation that certain things have changed substantially in the world economy in the last, well, literally the last four or five years that may kind of push that neutral rate up a little bit. And it's things like too much money in the economy, it's a consistent labor shortage, it's the fact that most of the world economies are more service and consumer driven than they used to be, and those sectors are not as responsive generally uh, to inflation. So there's lots of theoretical argument to to change it. None of that matters to you. The only thing that is of concern is what would it mean to Fed policy if indeed those rates should be seen as 2%, not 1%. It would basically mean that the Fed had not really started moving against inflation until February of this year. So even though they've raised their rates by 500 basis points by now, the real impact didn't really start to show up until February. So that translates into, hey, they really just got started on controlling inflation. And that could mean that they have more latitude to push rates even higher than the estimate now, which is somewhere around five and a quarter, five and a half. So some are saying, well, you know, if the neutral rate is two, maybe the Fed could go as high as six, six and a quarter. Um, though there's not a lot of support for that. It's not being discussed at this stage by most of the Fed governors, but it comes up. So the potential is there. And what it boils down to is at what stage has the Fed activity kicked in. I mean, is it really beginning to have an impact on inflation? Now, the very latest number we got this week with the Consumer Price Index would suggest that the Fed's actions are having an impact. So you saw the CPI numbers come down to around three. That's important, but remember what I've harped on many times before, the Fed does not pay attention to the CPI. The Fed looks at things like the personal consumption expenditure numbers, PCE. PCE numbers are more accurate. They're not based on 
some of the factors that, that drive the CPI. Remember, the CPI is based on a mythical basket of goods that a typical family of four buys. So A, you have to make sure you have that basket of goods correct, and B, you have to think there's a typical family of four, which there probably isn't. So the PCE numbers are more accurate because they're after the fact. They're calculating what we actually bought. The challenge with PCE, as I mentioned many times, is that it lags. The Fed is just now dealing with March data. So even if inflation dropped in the last month or so, which it pretty obviously has, the Fed's not going to be seeing it in their data for another two or three months. I mean, they're still working with March and April and May and June, and here we are in July. So there's always that lag in terms of their data, and then there's a lag in terms of how they respond to it. So that leads us to question number two, the mortgage rates. The mortgage rates nationally are kind of hovering around seven, seven and a quarter, seven and a half. I mean, obviously there's differences all over the country and mortgage rates are not set by anybody. They're simply determined by the lender and banks may be a little high. They may be a little low. There's other entities you can get mortgages from. So we all know that there's variability, but the average for a 30 year fixed is around seven and a quarter right now. Will they come down? Unlikely, not in any significant way. I mean, there's going to be variability in some parts of the country. They could be lower, but there's nothing at this point pointing towards their decline. Remember that mortgage rates are as affected by bonds as they are by the Fed funds rate. And as long as long-term investment, long-term bonds are where they are, it's going to keep mortgage rates relatively high. So the question then leads to, is this a good time to buy a house? Do you buy a house during a recession or or not? Well, it kind of depends on whether or not the housing market is responding to the recession. Obviously, it's not a great time to buy a house when mortgage rates are high. So at a point where inflation begins to come under control and mortgage rates begin to fall, well, then it makes more sense. It's going to be a really long time before mortgage rates drop back to where they were when people were obsessing about 2.7 and 2.5 and, oh my God, 3% was so high. That's not in the cards anytime soon. But what you do get in a recession eventually is prices coming down. They really haven't so far. And that, again, is highly regional. You know, some parts of the country you are seeing house prices come down. Most of the country they haven't. But generally speaking, that would be the silver lining in a recession, is that house prices come down simply because the consumers are not in a position to buy. It's a recession. And the sellers have to start taking their prices down. The first place you will see that is in the existing home market. New home market is slower to respond. What happens with new homes is that the builders begin to focus a much more on higher-end homes. They don't make as much money on those starter homes anyway, and that's the market that's going to be most affected by the recession. So building the modest home 
falls behind and building the more expensive home increases and those prices don't change much because the builders are like, well, hey, they we're selling to the rich. They can afford this. Where you'll see the big drop will be in existing homes. You'll have somebody that wants to move to a different place or more commonly right now it's boomers who are getting rid of their home so they can move into some kind of senior living or assisted living. The market was good a couple of years back. It isn't now. And those prices are coming down pretty quickly, but not as quickly as they will going forward. So in answer to that simple question, if you are buying an existing home and that's your interest, you can probably score a pretty good deal, maybe towards the end of this year or beginning of next, as the prices come down. Don't be too influenced by mortgage rates because they're going to stay high and you just have to determine whether or not it makes sense. Um, if you're holding your breath waiting for those rates to go back to where they were, take a deep one and exhale because they're not going to. Um, it is conceivable that within, I don't know, half a year, a year, those rates could start to drift back towards six maybe six and a half, maybe even a little below six, but that's probably its lower limit in general, though obviously in some parts of the country you get different numbers. So there you go. That's that's the lovely world of interest rates where nobody really knows what's going on because the people who are setting the rates don't really know what's going on. And after they have their meeting, then they look at each other and say, what did we just do? Thanks again, and we'll talk in the future.